Welcome everyone to Studio Soundtracks, the monthly program that takes listeners behind the scenes of making music for film, television, and video games. I'm your host, Chandler Poling, and today we are celebrating International Women's Day by inviting women composers on to lift up and talk about other female composers that they admire. We hope listeners are inspired to look deeper into the work of these female composers featured on the show musically, as well as our guests who are currently making incredible work for film, TV, and video games. And first up, I am happy to welcome Shonda Dancy, composer of the Whitney Houston biopic, I Want to Dance with Somebody, and Devotion, which was Oscar shortlisted for Best Original Score this season. Congratulations on that, Shonda, and welcome. Thank you. Very, very happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I think this is your first time on Studio Soundtracks. We did something with Dub Lab together, yeah. which I really appreciate. So listeners, uh, Dub Lab did a collaboration with New Music USA. And Shonda and I had a wonderful conversation about making music. And it was fantastic. So, you know, if you want to hear more from her, other than the five minutes we're going to get out of your time, <laughs> um, go back and listen to that. But today... You chose a really fascinating composer. You know that I'm yes. a big nerd. So you <laughs> chose Yoko Kano, who is known primarily for her work in uh, Japanese anime. Mm -hmm. And the piece is called Voices from Macross Plus. Can you just tell me a little bit about this? Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, I am a huge, huge, huge Yoko Kano fan, just in general. Um, and really, the first introduction to her that I got was this piece. So I was watching Macross Plus <laughs> and, and this piece comes on and, and I, I was just blown away. It felt like the universe opened up and just gave this most beautiful melody and, and the textures that she, use, that she uses for synthesizers are just very unique. She has a very unique sound. And um, it just, I had to listen to everything that she made. <laughs> so, um, voices from Macross Plus, I mean, you're, you're in for a treat, you know, listening to this track. So, um, and even the, the whole soundtrack for Macross Plus in, in general, um, it's, it's very much, um, a synthesis of, um, futuristic pop music with great orchestral, um, action and emotional writing. It's an incredible score. So, um, yeah, that's really <laughs> what 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 made me felt fall in love so quickly and so um so easily so yeah absolutely and you know if uh listeners if you when you hear this track after we're done introducing it uh you want to go check out more of her work of course you got to check out cowboy bebop yes yes wolf's rain you have to listen to, to as well um 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 oh my gosh um um <laughs> The one with the major, the one, the one that Scarlett Johansson remade. Um, oh, Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell, standalone complex, please. Um, she did the, the score for that uh, series. Um, also very amazing. Um, again, like I said, like she has just such a unique way of using, fusing electronics with uh, organic orchestral and um, even like Cowboy Bebop, like jazz band, <laughs> you know? I mean, she does everything. So yeah. <laughs> Are you able to incorporate anything you've learned from listening to Yoko Kano scores into your current work? I feel like I've been inspired by her her use of of um, synthesizers and things more as like orchestral colors. Like she she does that amazingly well, um, and it just it just 
sends chills through your body when you hear these textures that she creates and, and blends them. So, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on to the show today to talk about Yoko Kano. And yeah, everybody strap in and get used to listening to this incredible piece because you're going to be putting it on your playlists and listening to it more and yes. more. But yes. um, this is the track called Voices from Macross Plus by Yoko Kano.
Next on the show, I'm happy to welcome Lily Hayden. Lily is a Grammy-winning composer and recording artist known for her stirring vocals and violin work. You can hear her work currently on the Netflix series Ginny in Georgia. Congratulations, by the way, on your original song reaching over a million streams. That's fantastic. (laughs) Uh, Plus, you can hear her work in the newly released documentary Split at the Root. Welcome, Lily. So great to be with you. So happy to have you. Um, thank you so much for having me. I'm in such, I'm honored to be in such great company. Yeah, yeah. So we're excited to be um, highlighting uh, your work as well as uh, the work of Jocelyn Pook that you chose. So the the yeah. track is called Oppenheimer from an original album in 1999 called Flood. And uh, it's a beautiful piece. It's quite massive. But I want to hear from you. Why did you choose this piece? What What stood out to you about it? Um, I was just blown away. My mind was blown by the fact that, I mean, how stirring the harmonies are and the cross-pollination of cultures. And it's like, she, she's featuring uh, 15th century or 11th century Yemenite Jewish songs uh, with uh, with the Catholic Requiem Mass um, that I believe she reharmonized. So it it sort of conjures up you know, 15th century harmonies, but it also uh, is just entirely modern because the way she's cross-blending the Yemenite harmonies with the Catholic harmonies. Uh, and then it starts off with Robert Oppenheimer quoting the Bhagavad, uh, talking about the Bhagavad Gita and how he has basically, Robert Oppenheimer created the, the atomic bomb, if you didn't know, uh, and how basically he is the destroyer of worlds and how we are sort of, and especially at this time when we're so, you know, so many of us try to like put our blinders on and we don't talk about war. We don't talk about what the larger, you know, culture, what the world is going through as a composer for me, I, I'm summoning angels to help me, you know, to help me write, to be honest. And uh, you know, no matter what it is, if it's Ginny and Georgia or Split at the Root, if it's heavy or light, um, and, you know, you can't do that without sort of feeling the heaviness of the world. And so this just was, even though it was written in 1999, I believe, or 1991 or something, uh, it just, it seems so relevant now to be talking about the futility of war and uh, and the way we, you know, we, we have people who are so firmly entrenched in their connection to the divine what they perceive as the divine that when they lock horns it really is the destroyer of worlds in a way so this represents all of that and it's so heavy and moving and she just blew my mind the entire album is phenomenal and it was used in eyes wide shut uh and it's incredibly cinematic and i just i love i mean she's really a filmmaker with her music it's uh incredibly evocative yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and listeners, if there's more Jocelyn Pook work that you want to check out, I highly recommend the soundtrack to The Wife from uh, recent years. I think she's a fantastic composer. I'm so glad you chose her to be featured on today's show. I was curious also, just like, is there any sort of musical elements in that track in particular that is like inspirational to you where you're just like, oh my gosh, I want to write a Requiem now? Absolutely. Well, it, you know, when you, when you work in those perfect fourths and fifths, there is, you know, all of the overtones tell a story beyond what 
is on the page and what's literally being played. And it, it, I think it, it soul stirring in a way. And, you know, as a violinist, she was a violist or she is a violist. So as a violinist, I, I relate with those fifths. And uh, I know uh, some of the other guests are also violin oriented. Um, so, you know, those fifths are that they're just very powerful intervals and she was playing with those. And then you get the microtones uh, with the Yemenite singers. So, it's this incredibly uncomfortable place of perfection and uh, dissonance uh, that is, and it's really the meeting of worlds. I, it just, it's like, uh, it, it, yeah, it really makes me, it makes me want to be more daring in terms of what I introduce in my music. I love it. And the use, of course, of wind and birds and the voiceover from Oppenheimer is also yeah. dynamic. It's a wonderful piece. So Lily, why did you pick this piece for International Women's Day? I think International Women's Day is an opportunity for us to to evolve, <laughs> uh, to think about things about peace, actually, because uh, women are by nature, I think, uh, you know, a more peaceful <laughs> species, uh, and uh, and and even Mother's Day was actually created as a protest against war in that no mother's son would ever go to kill another mother's son. So Women's Day has the opportunity, gives us the opportunity to actually think about the futility of war and the need to make peace with each other. And this piece exemplifies that perfectly. Beautiful. Well, I can't wait for people to hear it. So everyone, here comes Jocelyn Pook's piece, Oppenheimer, from the 1999 album Flood. We knew the world would not be the same. Few people laughed. Few people cried. Most people were silent. I remembered the line from the Hindu scripture, the Bhagavad Gita. Vishnu is trying to persuade the prince that he should do his duty and to impress him takes on his multi-armed form and says now I am become death the destroyer of worlds I suppose we all thought that one way or another
We are back with my next guest, Anna Drubich, a recent SCL Award nominee for Emerging Composer for her work on The Horrifying Barbarian and also scored the Oscar-nominated Navali. And I believe it just won a... What's that? Navalny. Navalny, thank you. (laughs) Welcome, Anna. Yeah, thank you. So nice to have you. Congratulations on your recent nomination and all the success of Navali. That's it's uh it's truly amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're here, you know, celebrating International Women's Day, and I'm so excited to feature you on the show. I love your work that I've heard so far. And you chose Mika Levy to be your uh, like person that you want to honor. So why don't you tell me a little bit about why you chose this piece? Well, uh, first of all, I I really loved the movie, and I um uh went to to see the movie like blind. I didn't know about this artist anything, and uh besides the movie really 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 stroked me. I was like from the first very first minutes of it, I I like I noticed the music, and I was like, man, this is really this is really interesting, uh, a, a really cool concept of you know actually having a theme in a horror movie that stuck in your head and like everyone can sing it somehow it's like it really it really um uh it really captured my like i don't know like thoughts about it and then uh also when listening to the track you kind of figure out that it's very organic it's pretty much everything played on one cello obviously processed and add some stuff some synth stuff but if you listen to it carefully you you kind of i i could just see the musician just as herself because i know she's a cellist like recording many layers of it like and and creating this different uh different sounds but also it 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 plays all together very very cool with the movie um and um i just i just thought that this absolutely brilliant uh film score brilliant music itself and i was like this is like the first time i was like wow this is pretty amazing yeah I love it. Now, does Mika Levy's music ever get influenced into your own work? Oh uh, well, I mean, uh, um, I do listen to her to her stuff, and I have to say that "Under the Skin" is my favorite soundtrack of hers. I mean, afterwards, she wrote um, about the uh, Jacqueline Kennedy, right? Yes, yes, Jackie is the name of the Jackie, film. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, I kind of felt like this: the "Under the Skin" was pretty, pretty phenomenal um uh so i mean it doesn't like i doesn't i doesn't i don't really try to copy her obviously but this uh this um uh concept of actually creating everything organic and then create this crazy horror sounds uh is really really close what with what i do i also record all bunch of different uh instruments and 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 weird sounds but they they can like in real life be very 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 ordinary but then i process it and it turns out to be some sort of like horrifying sound for barbarian (laughs) you never know yeah i i love that now is there anything about those string textures that we hear that you uh draw upon well i mean i i I don't know if if like a regular uh, person could hear that it's actually one cello playing basically many many levers layers of it uh recorded as i as i understand and uh, but also this the melody that it's played uh it's kind of a whistle and it's also created with a cello 
obviously with a lot of plugins and process sounds, which is which has this this and I, I mean the movie is about the alien alien kind of person coming to to Earth, and uh, which which is played by um, Scarlett Johansson, uh, and uh, the whole uh, I I just think that it's sonically it's brilliant absolutely for me yeah wonderful um is there anything that you're working on now that you're excited to talk about oh well i actually am now uh have i think a little bit too many projects at the same time i have like six projects going on um the project that i can work uh, uh talk about is one documentary about oppenheimer that's going to be released i think before the Nolan's Oppenheimer movie some sometime in June something and uh also I started one uh horror movie it's called Sting it's Australian production and here again I'm also kind of trying to sample and create sounds from very very ordinary organic things like for example um typewriter but like then processing it and it creates like different crazy loops that will represent the the spider that is kind of the main horror fire in the movie <laughs> yes it's a it's funny movie. you mentioned oppenheimer by the way because uh in previously in the episode uh, so, uh lily hayden she chose a track titled oppenheimer so it's just there's funny synchronicity happening right there yeah, oppenheimer. and i mean it's like in the whole world the whole the whole idea of atomic uh war happening it's kind of just it's in the air i guess <laughs> yeah 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 well um i'm going to go ahead and play mika levy's track yeah. it's called drift from under the skin i want to thank you so much for joining me to celebrate international women's day and i hope to have you on the show again sometime yes thank you so much thank you so much hope to see you and and talk to you soon
Tara Stinson is here with me now, and it's such an honor. I am so excited. An Oscar-nominated songwriter and powerhouse who has written songs with Destiny's Child, Cynthia and Revo, Jennifer Hudson, and so many more. I'm so happy to have you on the show, Tara. Hi, Chandler. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, well, I I was really happy to include you in our International Women's Day uh, special episode, and you chose an awesome composer to highlight, the incredible Laura Cartman. Why did you choose Laura? Oh my God, Laura, Laura, Laura. Uh, Laura is, I mean, she's the perfect person to highlight for Women's Day just in general, outside of her um, being being an amazing composer. Um, She is the woman who uplifts and highlights women. So I just, I just found it like, I, I, you know, there's a million uh, composers that I know that are women and deserve to be highlighted. And we don't, we never get our just due. And there's so many, I really wish we can just sit here all day and just highlight everyone. But Laura um, is in the trenches. Um, she, um, she was a governor at the Academy and when she was there, um, in the music branch, her presence, her, her, um, it was felt and her, everything that she, um, brought forward for women, um, remains today and we're still fighting for it and can't wait to have her back. Um, but yeah. And on top of it, she's just like this phenomenal composer, um, She's, you know, been working so hard for so long and she's done some beautiful, smaller projects, medium projects, but now here she is doing Miss Marvel and, you know, and then we all know now she's doing the Marvels, but Miss Marvel, oh my God, um, it's just beautiful. And I, I wanted to highlight, um, I'm sure that, you know, it's, the masses are, are gathering and people, you know, have, have heard it, but if you haven't heard it, I just implore you. To, to listen because it's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. It is a beautiful piece. I'm really glad you brought it. And yeah, it's so dynamic. You know, there's so mm-hmm. much going on in this in yeah. this uh, track. There's so many layers. Laura is a confessed maximalist and you can hear her yes. in full force in this yes. track, which is uh, called the Ms. Marvel Suite. Yes. Now, um, I know you've had a chance to work with Laura also mm-hmm. on projects. What have you learned from her and applied to your current career? Oh, wow. Um, advocacy um, outside of music, just to be to stand up for your fellow sister and, um, you know, to reach back and pull forward the people that are um, coming right behind you. And um, she I, I just love to sit and listen to her um, not only compose, but just to, to have her perspective um, on women's rights and um, equality and just gender bias and um, and all the things that 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 we need to be considered for that we're not that we should be you know at the at the uh, races with our same foot on the in the grass but we're not and Laura she um, she's rooted in righteousness you know so that's what I love about her so much and you can hear that in her music um, she makes sure to um, uh, she's going to be culturally sensitive and, and make sure that if she's working on um, like Miss Marvel, she's going to do like an, an Indian, Pakistani. Um, she's going to reach out to those musicians and those voices. And um, and I, I just I just love her for that. And not just just to say, OK, we're going to stick to what's been working in Hollywood and film for so long. She goes she goes through that. She lets people in the back door. She's going to. um really 
give voice to the voiceless. I love that. Yeah. She definitely has changed a lot in Hollywood, just in her oh own gosh. endeavors. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like musically speaking, she is now coming into the public consciousness with her work in the MCU and the what if animated series on Disney plus and can't wait to hear what's coming up in the Marvels. Right. And yeah, so that's uh, a great composer to highlight in today's program and lift up. I really love that you chose that. Is there yeah. anything kind of coming up in your um, career that, that you, people can look forward to? Yeah, well, speaking of Marvel, um, I have a Marvel's Moon Girl and the Devil Dinosaur. It's um, just premiered a couple of weeks ago on Disney Plus and the Disney Channel. Um, and I wrote the theme song with Raphael Sadiq. And a, a few songs in the body of the show. I'm really, really excited about that. I love giving voice to the uh, like a, a black super girl superhero who's um, the smartest girl in the Marvel Universe. Smartest, period, in the Marvel Universe. And um, I wasn't intimidated by that at all. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but she's um, Moon Girl uh, Lunella Lafayette. She's like an amazing character to um, to be connected to. And I'm so grateful for that uh, opportunity and to watch it with my niece. Um, when I babysat her last week was just incredible. Um, and she was transfixed. She she couldn't take her eyes off of it. And, and so are like her. So was her mother, you know. Um, so, yeah, um, it, it spans age gaps and. It's just a beautiful show. Um, additionally, um, Nicholas Bertel and I, well, Nicholas um, scored Carmen, uh, which is a beautiful art house film on Sony Classics. And I um, had a chance to write a, um, one of the lead songs in that, that movie. And we're working on some other stuff that we can talk about later. And just like excited to, um, w like when um, rainy days like this in LA, which is like, it doesn't happen often. I'm able to just like, you know, if it's, if there's the music will come, the words are always here. So I'm just constantly writing be it poetry on gum wrappers on, you know, whatever I can. I love that. And I can't wait to watch moon girl and devil dinosaur. Yes. I've heard wonderful things about the series. So congrats on that. Thank and you. here is a Laura Cartman's piece to the Ms. Marvel called the Ms. Marvel suite. Sweet and how sweet it is.
Next up, I am excited to welcome on in Jessica Rose Weiss. She is the composer of the recent Cinderella remake starring Camille Cabello and uh, the Netflix film Afterlife of the Party, both which reached number one on the respective streaming services. Welcome, Jessica. So happy to have you. Great to be here. Hi. 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 Yeah. So, uh, well, first of all, congratulations on all your successes thus far and can't wait to hear what you're coming up with next. But you brought in uh, an Ann Dudley piece. And what I find fascinating is that nobody has duplicated anybody. So everyone is bringing in their own unique person that they want to highlight. And I love that you chose Ann Dudley. So why don't we jump in? And why why did you choose Ann? Um, I just think, you know, listen, she's probably one of the more well-known female film composers. Um, she's an Academy Award winner for the Full Monty. Um, but I just, I've always been inspired by her. I think she's such a brilliant writer um, and she's a really fantastic um, melodist and thematic writer. And that really kind of uh, rings true for me in terms of what, um I tend to gravitate towards, you know, I love experimental music and kind of um, electronic stuff and, you know, things that are outside of the box, but I am kind of a traditionalist in the sense, especially when it comes to film scoring, I really, really love melody and thematic material. So I just think she's kind of like, she's the queen in terms of uh, just nailing it and, um, and writing really special tunes. So yeah, I love that. You know, honest, I, I don't mean to generalize Anne Dudley, but she uh, often lives in the shadow of Rachel Portman because in history, she is the second woman to win an Oscar. And so she's always kind of, you know, in, in public perspective, been, you know, behind Rachel Portman in that regard. But I'm so glad that you chose her because her work is is amazing and, and beautiful. And the film that you particularly chose, um, Elle, uh, the mm. Paul Verhoeven film. Um, really, what a what a stunning feature starring Isabel Hubert. Yeah. Now, um, yeah. I mean, ha- do you apply anything from Anne's works that, into your own writing? Any in- any instrumentation or thematic kind of material that you really are inspired by? Yeah, I mean, I think I I do very much focus on like I mentioned her melody writing, but also her string writing is beautiful. And I just think it's great orchestration. So um, I just think she's someone that I can constantly be learning from. And she's also, you know, she, she also was a part of that pop group art of noise. So I'm, I'm just so inspired from so many different levels because there's also that like kind of pop art kind of arty side of her. And then there's like this very, um cinematic traditional side of her so I just think there's there's so much that I can draw from but um but yeah this particular piece in this film just has stayed with me for a long time and you know um this this director he did other films like Basic Instinct and what was the other one um I mean there's so many of them but uh but um and I think I think in a way this is kind of Anne's homage to that, to ba- to the score of Basic Instinct. Um, there's some like really beautiful similarities um, and, you know, subject matter, both films also kind of represent very strong leading women, you know, female protagonists who are badasses in very different ways. But, um, but yeah, so anyway, I just, um, I think that, 
this score is just really kind of prolific in its own way. The simplicity is also what gets me, you know, like it's mainly just strings. There's a few tracks on the soundtrack that have piano and electronics, but um, it's, you know, it's very chamber style and it's just so effective. And especially, you know, I think we can listen to music and specifically film and television music on its own and have an experience with it on its own. But again, like the art of being a film composer, seeing this score up against the film, it's just so, it's so moving um, and emotional. I think it kind of like, it touches on so many different emotional points within the film, because I don't know if you've seen the film. Have you seen this film? It's from 2016, I yeah, think. Yeah, no, I haven't. I've, I've seen scenes from it. Yeah, it, it's a hard, it's a hard watch. It's not an easy watch. It's this, you know, um, Isabel Huber. Is that how you say her last name? Huber? Yeah, Uber. You don't pronounce Huber. the H. Yeah. <laughs> Uber. Uber. Um, you know, she's this. She's this. The CEO of a video game company, and um, she's a very independent woman. And she, um, an intruder, comes into her home and rapes her. And it's like this kind of this cat and mouse chase and she's trying to find this man. And, um, and then I don't want to give too much away because it's really, it's a thriller. And, and, but again, the performance is so brilliant and the music is such a huge part of the film of the telling of this story of, you know, and, and how to, and I think Dudley just does such a brilliant job of finding a way to kind of incorporate this emotional, you know, this is a woman who's dealing with this trauma. So like the the theme, the main theme is so emotional, but it's also, there's something icy and cold about it, which is very symbolic of this character, right? Of Uber's character. And so I just think as a piece of film composition, it's just so powerful. Yes. Yeah. And one thing you mentioned is the pop connection. And of course you are involved also in pop music and production. So I'm sure you love that connectivity. Is there anything coming up in pop music that you're working on that you're excited about, or that's kind of in the process? Um, I'm not really focused on that at the moment. I think I'm pretty knee deep into the film world right now, but um, it's definitely something that I'll always be pursuing. And, you know, I'm excited to see what comes up for me there in that space but um at the moment I'm just yeah I'm kind of in the tv film world that's all right we love that world yeah. <laughs> and you're and you're great that in that world so you know yeah. <laughs> awesome anything that we can look forward to that we should keep our eyes peeled for um well there's a project I can't really talk about yet so I kind of have to keep that in the vault but I can say um I did just score a movie that came out at the end of last year called The Independent. Um, and it's starring Brian Cox and John Cena and uh, Jody Turner-Smith. And it's also, it's a thriller. And um, I released the soundtrack with Lakeshore Records, which was really awesome. So uh, that's something fun to watch and listen to. I'm really proud of the score. And I think, yeah, and I think I probably um, subconsciously took some inspiration from Dudley's score to L for, for my, you know, for, for that movie. So, um, yeah. Nice. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining this episode, a special episode of Studio Soundtracks on Dub Lab Radio. I'm going to play Anne Dudley's piece. It's the main titles from the film L.
also this is just audio <laughs> all right uh, let's see <clears throat> my last guess of this dynamic episode is dara taylor i just i'm gonna pause for a second i i'm so tripped up on your name dara right I yes got it. Yeah. okay oh my god i just like once i said it, i was like oh if i said it wrong i'm gonna be <laughs> and i don't know why my brain honestly like I say Dar all the time, and then all of a sudden it'll come out differently. Anyway, no, I actually the, the thought I had was like, "Oh man, they know how to pronounce my name." Ray <laughs> always got it, but Ray always got it wrong. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to record your name wrong. Anyways, yeah. okay, here we go. <clears throat> my last guest on this dynamic episode is Dara Taylor. Dara is the composer of George Clooney's feature, The Tender Bar, and co-composer on the hilarious Barb and Star Go to Vistel Del Mar, amongst many other projects. And congrats on your recent SEL Award nomination, as well for your work on The Invitation. So welcome, Dara. Thanks so much, Chandler. And uh, I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, well, you chose uh, a very new composer. Uh, you actually chose the youngest composer of the whole episode, Natalie Holt fresh on the scene with her dynamic score to the series Loki and uh, recently Obi-Wan Kenobi. But what made you choose Natalie Holt? Um, I just remember watching Loki and absolutely loving every note of music that I heard. Um, so I'm like, let me look who, let me look up who this person was. And I mean, I was just blown away. And it, it's one thing where um, you enjoy it within context, but then to also just sit back and listen and still find that same enjoyment, um, which is something that I did with her score for Loki. Yeah, it's such a dynamic track. I'm really excited to close out the episode with it when we get to it. But um, what was so obviously, did you know of Natalie Holt before Loki or was like that your first introduction to her work? Yeah, I did not. Um, this was my first real int uh, introduction to her work. And I mean, I've been following her ever since, but um yeah it was and quite an quite an introduction it was <laughs> yeah well and i know you you are a confessed um vocalist or you love singing in choir there's not necessarily choir in this track that we're about to hear but it's very operatic you know mm -hmm. it's very known to be drawn from wagner so what what about this track uh do you love yeah i mean um it, i've noticed especially some and it may not be in this track specifically, but I noticed some, you know, almost Ride of the Valkyrie type uh, string sweeps that, I mean, seems very fitting and, you know, being in the world of Loki and the Valkyries and all that. So um, that was just like a fun little Easter egg that I found. <laughs> um, uh, what specifically about this TVA track that I really like is, I guess, all of the all the sounds and the um, the instrumental choices. I mean, the first thing is you have this kind of like tuning radio sound that, you know, tunes up to, um, to the chord um, that the orchestra is playing. And the orchestra itself is, um, you, you can feel the, you know, the live players, but you can also feel the, the synths and other things that are um, blended in uh, to make it feel really unique and fresh. Um, um, so when the radio turning first happens, it's like, oh, it's almost like a theremin. And then an actual theremin comes in. Um, so I love, you know, being a vocalist, I love anything where you can feel every scent of the note from one to the other. Um, it's probably why I like portamento strings so much. Um, so uh, those sorts of things really 
I don't know, get my juices flowing. But, <laughs> um, and then kind of the, the constant taking of time and um, which is, you know, um, uh, speaks to the, the time travel of it all um, and the interdimension, uh, interdimensional uh, traveling. Um, but, you know, I love the, I love the choices instrumentally, um, but I also love how strong it feels at the same time. Um, because sometimes you can have things that are really interesting, but they don't um, have that weight. And, you know, especially for this character, you need both of those things. So I think she was able to um, really find that balance of unique, but yet still strong um, perfectly well. Yeah, this actually is our second MCU piece. Uh, previously, we had listened to Laura Cartman's work in Ms. Marvel. I and, almost chose uh, that too. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then MCU, of course, has uh, supported women composers through Pinar Toprak and Amy Doherty. And yeah, so uh, would you love to do a Marvel story? Is that something that is on your wish list? Yes, it's definitely on my wish list. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. I uh, I really hope to hear your work then in in a Marvel project in the future. And um, yeah, it, they they create very dynamic stories. And I know that you love to write big music, you know, so <laughs> they're, they're, it, it fits home with their world so well. Yeah. Well, yeah. So um, with Natalie. Uh, I was just curious, like you're talking about kind of the elements that she put into this particular track of TVA. We talked a little bit about the, the ride of the Valkyrie vibe, <laughs> but um, was it just, was it kind of almost like a surprise to see her name when you saw the the score, just like, because we've been a little bit ingrained to feel that there, a lot of these projects are scored by men or were you just like, this is awesome. This is how it should be. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think I had like a very unique feeling. I was just like, huh, I haven't, I didn't know her. Let me get to know her. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, well, that's wonderful. That reaction yeah. is honestly what everybody need, probably needs to adopt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's um, like, take it home, girl. But uh, <laughs> right. did you feel that in the, in the back? But um, no, I mean, I'm just excited to to um get acquainted to exciting voices and i think yeah. she has a very exciting voice oh absolutely so is, is there anything that you have coming up that you are excited about or that you can talk about people can learn about kind of new work coming from you um yeah so the next film i have coming out um to theaters this summer is um a hilarious uh raunchy talking dog movie called Strays, um, uh, made by Universal, um, directed by Josh Greenbaum, who also directed Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. And um, yeah, it stars Will Ferrell and um, Jamie Foxx and Isla Fisher and Randall Park and Will Forte. And it's just nonstop laughs all the way through. So I'm excited for the world to see that. <laughs> Love that. That's exciting. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, um, let's close out the show, our special edition episode on International Women's Day. So thank you for being one of six composers on the show, talking about six other female composers and lifting up their work and celebrating all that you do. And yeah, and I'm really appreciative of you taking the time. Thank you. Excited to be here. Yeah. Well, here is Natalie Holtz 
piece from Loki called TVA, 